Welcome to CalCast, your creator national podcast. God Network News, Episode 218. Welcome, GNN fans, to another episode of God Network News, the podcast that tells you what God's doing around the world, not what CNN tells you, but what GNN tells you is going on in the world. If you're tired of listening to all of that crisis network news and you want to hear what God's doing, well, give us a listen. Steve Addison is a great podcaster and very passionate about movements of peoples to Christ. And Steve has his own podcast, very successful podcast, with over 226 podcast episodes. And the name of his podcast is On the Road to No Place Left. And we highly recommend that you subscribe to his podcast because he has an overwhelming library of exciting topics related to movements. And if you want to learn more about movements, This is the place to find the information, and he has lots of training and tools and other resources that will really make your investigation of this topic successful. So we really want to thank Steve Addison and his partners there at movements.net forward slash podcast. That's how you can find it at movements.net forward slash podcast for all of the resources that he has given us for these next few podcasts. Thank you very much, Steve. So one day, our pastor called five of us on a New Year's Eve, and he laid down a map of our surrounding areas. Uh, And he asked us, so this is the map, and uh, lay your hands on it and pray. And ask Lord, whichever the place which Lord would be taking you, you are going to start churches there. And Lord led me to a place uh, near Delhi, so I came here and started praying, went out, shared the gospel, and like in first month itself, uh, in Gurgaon, our church had 40 people. The next month, the people came, they uh, were all against, they threw away the Bibles, they tore off the songbooks, and the whole church was shut down. Only three people were there in the church. It went like that for one and a half years. And I was struggling in my heart, praying, Lord, what what should I do so that this church gets started again? So from 2002 till 2010, we were only 30 people. Leading a position of church planting head in the org and only having 30 people in my own church was so frustrating that in 2010, I decided to quit everything. 
then one of the brothers named eric he asked me if i can interpret for him in a training in haryana some uh, and i agreed it i was already made up my mind that uh, 2010 is the last year i will go back uh, i'm an mba so i'll go back to the world and uh, leave the church leave the org and start uh, just decided to be as a believer so while i was with him in the training this brother eric what he did was he was sharing the vision revelation 7 9 every tongue tribe people will accept and they will be worshiping the lord he looked in my eyes and said do you believe it and that struck deep inside my heart do i believe it and he went ahead he was just training and every time he used to say something and he used to look into my eyes and i'm interpreting for him but at the same time my heart started to feel little uneasy that okay today is the time that i need to see whatever i am even speaking out from my, my mouth i am i really believing it so he shared that this is the vision from the lord and uh, matthew 28 18 to 20 the great commission everyone knows church people know many people know the verse but he looked up again in my eyes and said deepak do you believe this that lord has commanded this to happen and that was my breaking point and i as i was interpreting in my heart i confessed lord i have used my brain i have used my mind but honestly i didn't have believed it so being in that training interpreting for him realized my few mistakes which i have been doing in the church one was not believing in the word second was i tried to implement strategies into my church but that was like never told people i told people go out and share your testimony but our church people were very good with the bible so they used to share from genesis to revelation in their own personal testimony and uh, it was not relevant for anyone who is listening to that so i realized the people should know the testimony part very well which reflects their life in christ so i knew that the three questions of testimony what was life before christ how i met christ how uh, what's my life after meeting christ i knew that i taught the church never told them to practice it so the next thing i realized was does my church know the vision that they are equally responsible for fulfilling lord's vision in the in his kingdom the answer was no they don't know it while coming back from the training i requested this brother brother can you please come to my church train my church so 2011 uh, uh we had our first training in january on a sunday and he came he trained the church with the vision part and i managed to gather all the 30 people on that sunday and told them 
today we are going to learn something and we are going to practice something. So he taught the vision, we practiced the vision with each other, challenging each other that do, do we really are on board to fulfill the vision of the Lord or not? With that challenging question and uh, confession of uh, confession prayers going out, uh, different people praying that, Lord, we never thought about it. It was a really different moment for my life. Then what we did was he immediately went to the next step of the four fields training. And he said, okay, we are going to learn how to share the gospel. So go learn the testimony part and used and trained us in the Roman road. We practiced in the church and then Eric said, stop. We have practiced it. If the church is not finished, we are going out now. So we went out immediately. Eric took me along with him and he did it in the field. I saw him doing it. And I was so convinced that if he can do it, I can also do it. You're listening to God Network News Podcast with your host, Cal Curtis. Look up our website at godnetworknews.com. I have been trying, practicing. My pastor uh, in my early days as a believer has taken me to different houses to share the gospel. I have seen that. But that day when I realized it, that so simply just using the testimony and the Roman road, the gospel was shared. When we came back, it was a moment of joy. It was a moment we cried. I cried that day. And 30 people had shared the gospel with 179 people. Out of those 90 people have said yes to the Lord. That was the start of our church. I would say that was the start of our real church. We changed our Sunday services. We used to have two songs, then a time of testimony. So we stopped asking people that you're healed with fever or you're healed or this happened, that happened. No, we put a whiteboard up, asked everyone. The testimony part should revolve on, uh, around the people whom you have shared the gospel with. So putting five questions up, how many houses did you go? How many people you shared the Christ with? How many people prayed to receive Christ? How many wanted to know more? And which is the next place or next people you're planning to go? So we started asking those people every, every Sunday we did that. And uh, after that, we used to go into the training time of next step of four fields. And then we, uh, of course, we used to take offering and then pray. So we did that every Sunday. What changed was people went out and they started sharing gospel in all over different places in my city, in Gurgaon. So when the people went out and started sharing gospel, what happened was they saw a lot of the, like different different colonies, different places, different uh, villages around. They started she seeing people who are coming to uh, know the Lord 
And then when they were trained with uh, leading the group also and doing the seven commands as a discipleship tool. So they started gathering them. The biggest change happened was in next three months, we were on 23 new places, 23 new groups of disciples who have accepted Christ and they had uh, like some of them have went ahead and taken baptisms. Not all of them took baptisms, but the, but the best part was there was a guy from our church in every one of those places who has taken lead, gone out to those places, shared the gospel and brought them together. And he was training them. He or she was training them. There were couples who used to go. There were single people who used to go. That's how that big change started to come in our church. After four months, we decided that we will check on all those 23 places. We went ahead and saw that the growth was kind of shrinking. And I don't mean to say the growth only refers to the numbers in the place, number of people coming to the place. My desire was growth means next step. Where, which next place, which next church, which next village, sorry, which place they are going. So we found out that if, like a lot of the groups were very happy in fellowshipping, worshipping, teaching, but they were very low on going out. So we took a strong decision. We told the, gathered all those leaders and told them no more teaching on seven commands until you go to the command which we, our seven commands follows like repentant belief, baptism, prayer, go and make disciples, love and uh, Lord's Supper and offering. So I, I told them, so you have crossed the fourth command, go and make disciples, but you have not modeled it. So let's stop teaching now. Take all of the people out make their request list again. Ask them about any place which Lord is putting them into their hearts and take them out. Until then, you can meet, but you are not allowed to come to the main place. Uh, that changed the whole thing about our own church in Gurgaon, teaching which we have learned. That was the big change in our church attitude, in our people's attitude. We will... Uh, Train the guys in the church to share the gospel. Train them into their responsibility in the vision, completing the vision of the Lord, and then take them out, model it, and then assist them to see what is happening, uh, how they can do it. Allow them to do it on themselves. The thought of everyone uh, getting to know that it's their responsibility. It's their responsibility to reach out people. It's not pastor's responsibility. It's not someone else's responsibility. The first thing was that. Second thing was they had a very simple tool into their hands, which they thought that uh, I also think is they never needed to go to any place to get trained about. It. They were getting trained in the church and they were going out. And it was easily transferable to people. Even they learned it. They were teaching in their own uh, groups or house churches. And they were; those people were confident in going out. 
so it was not kind of a rigid uh, or a tough curriculum they needed to follow it was very simple tool and easily transferable so by the end of uh, 2011 we were 80 churches every church had almost 30 to 40 people apart from one family in our church there was no one from uh, like the christian background everyone was is uh, from hindu oh steve that was the real joy you remember i told you i was frustrated and about to quit that was the real joy that one year was like fulfilling all of the back 10 years fruits If you enjoyed this episode, please consider donating to help us continue to bring exciting stories fresh from the field. Visit our website at godnetworknews.com and select the PayPal link on the right side of the page or consider becoming a Patreon partner to receive access to more valuable materials exclusive to our members.